Welcome to the Behavior Corner Podcast with Barb Roba. Barb created the Behavior Corner after almost two decades of working side-by-side with families to improve their children's behavior. This is a supportive place for parents to come together to learn how to manage powerful emotions, negative behavior choices, and the chaos that we experience along our parenting journeys. In the Behavior Corner, we share professional, practical, and positive parenting advice. These are the tools that will give you a strong foundation to make positive behavior changes in your children a reality. Get ready. This is going to be great. Welcome to this edition of the Behavior Corner. Today in the corner, we are talking about spending one-on-one time with your kids and why this is critical to improving behaviors. Yes, I emphasized critical. This is a topic that truly is near and dear to my heart. Um, All kids, really all kids, as I'm processing this in my brain right now because this is such a delicate topic personally to me, um, all kids need one-on-one with you. They do. They crave it. It's good for their development. It helps them feel valued and loved unconditionally. It is something that I encourage and I try to empower all parents to build in some one-on-one time with each of your kids. And for my youngest, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, which I am right now, the one-on-one time was a game changer for us. Game changer. He needed that extra love. He needed that extra attention. He needed to feel validated. And even beyond my own personal experience, which is driving today's podcast, I have heard from hundreds of kids that they wish they could spend more time with their parents. More time with their parents without their siblings. More time with their parents without a screen in their parents' face. More time with their parents without their parents also multitasking with chores or other daily duties. Kids have said this to me. They want it. In fact, they crave it. And when they get it, the behavior improvement that we're all looking for within our kids can happen. It starts making things better. It starts making things easier. One-on-one time, guys. That is what it is all about on today's episode. This is what kids want. Sure, they'll tell you they want the newest video game. They want the newest toy. They wish they had what their friends had. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's on the surface. That gives them initial excitement. Oh, I wish I had this. And yes, thank you for giving that to me. But my friends, how long does that last? When your child gets 
something new, for real. How long does that excitement last? 20 minutes? A day? A week? If you get beyond a week, you're doing pretty good. At the time of this podcast recording, we are, oh, let's see, a week and a half to two weeks post-Christmas. Guess what? My kids are playing with very few of the items that they receive from Christmas on a daily basis. It's old news, right? But what is something that they still want from me? Yeah, one-on-one time. They want the cuddles. They want to do things. They want attention just from me. It's not about the tangibles, guys. For our kids to feel valued, and quite frankly, for all of us, even adults, to feel valued, it's the quality of time that people spend with us. It's the attention that they give to us when we're talking, when we're sad, when we want them around. That's what it's all about. And I'm going to qualify that time by saying, get rid of the distractions. If you're cuddling with your kiddo and you're on your phone, Guess what the message is that you're sending to your kid. Hmm, Yep, I'm here with you, but my phone's more important. I am not going to devote 100% of my time to you. That's what it's showing them, and that is not okay. I'm just going to flat out say it's not okay. Your kids need you, period. They don't need half of you. They don't need a quarter of you. They need you. You. So here's a tough question for you. What, if, what about teenagers? How about all of you out there in podcast land who have teenagers? And those teenagers are pushing you away and they're closing themselves in, your, in their room and they're really putting on a really good act that they don't need you. They don't want you. Guess what? That's normal. It is normal for your teenagers to act as though they don't want you around. They're not going to admit that they wish you would spend more time with them. They're not going to admit that they want your attention. And of course, they don't want to be smothered. Friends, don't smother your teenagers. Even your preteens, which I have one in my house right now, they don't want to be smothered. They don't want me hugging and kissing them. They're like, get away from me and get off of me. Get out of my personal space, right? That's how I feel as an adult. Don't do that unless unless I'm inviting you to touch me. Out of their personal space. But listen, they do want you to show them love. And they still need you, even though they're sending you the message that they are good without you. They are still looking to you to be a role model. They're looking to you to find some common ground with them and do some reflection, especially with things that you guys may have in common. 
Start those conversations with them about things that you both enjoy doing. And you know what the best time is to start those conversations if your kiddo isn't one to be uh, overly vocal? Car rides, right? So when you're riding in the car, you can't really make eye contact with your passengers because you're driving the vehicle. Start chatting. Start with some common ground. Move in to some other topics that your child may be experiencing with friends, with school, with siblings. Keep those lines of communication open. Let your kids know that you're interested, that you love them, that you want them part of your life. Because unless we specifically say it, our kids can start to question our motives our feelings. They need to hear it from us, guys. Yeah, my mom just lets me go to my room. She doesn't care. Where do I get that from? From kids themselves. I'm not kidding you guys. The kids that I see in therapy, many of them have used phrases such as, my mom just lets me go to my room. She doesn't care. My dad's too busy. He doesn't want to hear about my day anyway, so why am I going to tell him? I can do whatever I want at home because my parents don't have time. They're always on the computer. Someone actually just told me that the other day. Their perception is that their parents don't have time for them and they're not interested in them. Fix it, guys. Even if you think you're in a good place with your teenager, still tell them, I love you. I am here for you. What's going on? What's new? Hey, we both like this show that's on TV. Let's watch it together. Right? Find some opportunities to connect with your teenager, even if they're pushing you away. Another point that I want to make to you guys as we're talking about this super important topic of one-on-one time because it is just... Such a game changer, especially when we're talking about behaviors. And I can even extend it to it being a game changer to connect with your kids. It just helps that connection remain strong or to become stronger. So listen, kids of all ages, all age kids out there. So I'm speaking to every single parent right now. Beware of something. Beware of the perception of being ignored. What? (laughs) Let me explain what that means. Kids will tell me. My parents don't even look at me when I ask them something. I'm telling you all of this stuff, guys, because it comes directly from kids. All this stuff that I'm working with you on and I'm presenting to you on are the things that kids are saying they wish were different. So this is unique, guys. This podcast is unique because you get to hear it from a kid's aspect and you get to hear my solutions to help the negativity that the kids are expressing to me. 
Now, just because a kid told me something in my office, does that mean your kid feels the same way? No, of course not. Everyone's different. But if nothing else, it brings awareness to you that your children may be silently suffering with the same thoughts. So listen, a lot of kids have the perception that they're being ignored. Just the other week, a kiddo told me, I asked for help with my homework, but my parents were too busy talking that they didn't even look at me when I asked for help. He then went on to say that he felt sad and he felt that his parents didn't care. Now, clearly I wasn't there in the moment for that conversation. I don't know if he was interrupting. I don't know the volume of conversation that his parents were having. I don't know if his parents said to him, can you please wait a minute? We'll talk to you in just a moment. I don't know. But what I do know is that perception for a child is their reality. So the reality for this kiddo is my parents ignored me. They wouldn't help me when I asked for help. And now I feel sad about it. And I don't feel important. Mind blown, right? It's like a bomb was dropped. My family doesn't value me because I was ignored. And guys, this has actually happened in my own house. I told you I'm being completely honest with you today. I was on my phone. I was sending an email. And one of my kiddos came up to me and started talking. And probably probably like two sentences in, he said to me, are you listening to me? And I'm like, yeah, can you just wait one minute? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. A few things need to happen here. In order for any human to feel that they're being listened to, they, the person that they're talking to needs to be using eye contact, right? And my eyes were on my phone. So it was sending a very confusing message to my son because I wasn't looking at him. So he was getting the vibe that I wasn't listening, that I was ignoring him, right? So I could have put my phone down and listened to what he needed to tell me right there in that moment. On the flip side, he could have said, Mom, when you're done doing what you're doing, I have something to tell you, right? So there's two possible solutions to this so that your kids don't feel ignored. Only you can decide which solution is going to be best. Are you going to put that screen down and listen to your kid in the moment? Or are you going to expect that they're going to say something like, excuse me, when you're done, can I please tell you something? That's on you. You you can decide what you want your kiddo to do. But the purpose of me telling you all of that is so that your kids don't feel ignored because that is a tough pill to swallow. I worked through that process with a kid just the other day. So it is a big deal. So what are we going to do about this one-on-one time? What are we going to do about our crazy busy lives, our children's feelings, our to-do list, and our kids' behavior? We know one-on-one time is going to work. How are we going to make it a reality? So listen, I actually have a few solutions for you. 
So let's get started on those so that you have an opportunity to start considering how you may want to approach this within your own family. So number one, kind of piggybacks on what we just talked about. Teach your kids to observe the environment before starting a conversation. So not only will this be good in your own home, this is gold, guys, for when they're in school, when they're in the community, as they're growing into adults and they have to have adult conversations. So I have used the phrase, because I've taught my kids this already, I have used the phrase, take a look. Do you think I can talk to you right now? And they'll usually say, oh, wait, no, I'll wait a minute. Because they need a reminder, right? Kids are learning every single day. Just by me telling them once, twice, three times, it doesn't mean it's going to sink in and they're going to be able to turn around and use it. So they need those reminders sometimes. So there was, (laughs) I laugh. There was, you will too. There was a day that I was emptying the litter box. We have cats in our house and I was emptying the litter boxes And my one son comes up to me and starts rattling off all this stuff. And it totally was not an emergency. And I looked at him and I said, does it look like I can have a conversation right now? And he, he like physically looked around and he said, no. I said, okay, is it emergency that you need to talk to me right now? No. I said, okay, can you please wait till I'm done emptying the litter boxes and I wash my hands. Yes, he said. So if you teach your kids to observe what's going on, they will eventually get it. And even though I just had that litter box story to share with you, there have been many more incidences in my house that my kids have said to me, when you're done with that, can I show you something? When you're done with that, I want to tell you something. When you're done with that, can you please help me? And I'm so happy because they're looking around first and they're taking note of their environment before they jump in to try to get my attention, right? So that when you're done with the activity you're doing, you can devote that one-on-one time to your kiddo. Your time then is not split between emptying the litter boxes and trying to listen to your kid. No, they have allowed you to finish what you were already doing and now they have your full attention. I'm telling you guys, it is amazing. And it helps your kids feel heard. It helps your kids feel valued. It helps your kids feel loved. But unless they're taught how to appropriately get your one-on-one attention, it's not going to work because they're going to get frustrated. So here I am scooping the poop from the litter box and I ask them to wait and they get frustrated, right? No, I've already taught them. Take a look. Wait until the person you want to talk to is able to to talk with you completely. And I have also encouraged them to branch that out into school. Yeah, into school. When your teacher's talking, 
Do you just start talking to her in the middle of class? No. You take a look at the environment and you say to yourself, my teacher is in the middle of a lesson. I'm going to wait until she's done and then talk to her. Right? The same is true in all situations. So teach your kids to take a look at the environment. And you can even start this with kids who are very young. Younger the better, actually, because this is a really good skill to have. Number two, when they're trying to get your one-on-one attention, teach them something else to get the person's attention before they start talking. Before. How many of you out there have had your kids just start talking about random things and you're thinking to yourself, what in the world are they talking about, right? So you have to say, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you give me more detail? Uh, Where did that come from? We weren't talking about that. Help me understand, right? So we want our kids to first say our name and let us know what they're talking about. Mom, and then start the conversation with a little bit more detail. But once they have your attention, they know they're good to go and you'll interact with them, right? When they try to have a conversation with you, it is okay to say, can you just hold on one minute? I really wanna hear what you're saying. Let me finish what I'm doing. And it kind of like goes back to number one if you're already busy to give your kids some reminders. But then they can realize, wow, yeah, yeah, mom's doing something. She'll be with me in just one minute. And make sure you stick to that time frame. Because you know what, guys? Waiting is a part of life. They're going to need to know how to wait when um, they need to, right? So like I feel like the phrase hurry up and wait applies to a lot of adult activities, So teaching your kids that they just need to wait a minute, it's okay. But then being able to devote your one-on-one attention to them is priceless. Priceless, priceless, priceless. Do I recommend you make them wait all the time? No, of course not. (laughs) That's always going to make them feel like they're put on the second burner time and time and time again. And then you're going to see those behaviors rise and you're going to have them think to themselves. Remember that perception we talked about? Those things that mom is doing are more important than me. And their perception is their reality. I'm not as important as whatever mom has to do. And I'm going to go back to the screen thing again, because this is something I hear most from the kids that I see in therapy. My mom is always texting. My mom is always on the computer. My dad is on the phone. I can't even talk to my dad in the car because he's on the phone. His job is more important than me. My mom tells me that her texts are very important. Ouch, guys. Ouch for your kids' hearts. When we're always putting them off and asking them to wait, they feel that they are less important than that text message you're sending. They feel that they are less important than that email 
or that conversation that you're having or the dishes that you're doing. And that is heartbreaking because the most important thing in life are your children. Those dishes can wait, right? That text can wait. In fact, I saw a meme online that said something to the effect of, I know when my friend's kids are in bed because she finally responds to my texts. And I giggled because it's funny, but I was happy too. Do I text during the day? Yeah. Do I do it in lieu of interacting with my kids? Or do I do it in lieu of allowing them to talk to me? No. Your kids come first. Texting comes last. I hope you agree with that because it is something that I hear from kids way too often. They just want your attention. And guys, their behavior improves because of it. Okay? Some some reasons for behaviors to rise. Ready for this? I have a few reasons for you. Behaviors, negative behaviors increase in kids when the communication with their parents start falling off. They're not feeling as though that their parents care enough to communicate with them. That's a problem. Behaviors will also increase when there's too much independent time given. Remember when I talked about the kiddo that said, oh, I get to go to my room, my mom doesn't care? Yeah, too much independent time. Spend time with your kids. Don't let them sit in a room by themselves watching a screen. Come be part of our family. We want to be with you. Come sit next to me. That's the message they need to hear. Behaviors rise when kids feel unvalued. Their negative feelings also rise. I'm not important. My parents are ignoring me. They would rather text their friends than talk to me and hear about my day or help me with my homework. Guys, this is reality. I am not making this up. I'm not. Kids are telling me this. I've experienced some of this with my own kiddo. And I have seen the power of one-on-one time. So here's a few ideas for you on how to spend more one-on-one time with your kids. And I know I already gave you those two ideas to get going to start solving that problem, which were having your kids observe the environment first and then also teaching them how to get someone's attention before they start interacting with them. But how about this? These are some physical ways that you can spend time with your kids. Games. The favorite game in my house right now is Monopoly Deal. It's a card game. And we can play as a family and sometimes we do. But I have also made a point to play Monopoly Deal individually with my kids. And my kids are three years apart. So one goes to bed before the other. And some nights I'll play Monopoly Deal with one and then Monopoly Deal with another. One-on-one time, guys. They feel important. I am spending my time just with them. They don't have to share. They don't have to worry about bickering. They have my full attention. Yes, 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 yes. Another way, do some baking. Even ask your kiddo if they want to help you make dinner. They love pouring ingredients in and mixing things. So do that with them. Make ice cream sundaes one night. 
in fact, make ice cream sundaes and eat them for dinner. Why not? As a bonus, take one child to the store and have them pick out some toppings. That's the topping for their ice cream sundae. Next week, it's the other person's turn. And then you flip it the upcoming weeks, the following weeks, right? Maybe you do a special dessert another week. It's not an ice cream sundae, but it's something different. Then you take another child with you to the store to pick out ingredients. So that way it's fair, but you're still devoting that one-on-one time to your kids. Ask yourself. No, I take that back. Ask your kids. What do you want to do? What do you like to do? My one kiddo likes to go to the skating rink. Great, let's invite a friend. We're going to go to the skating rink. That made his day. Ask them, what would you like to do? How about this one? Leave positive notes for them. My favorite is to put a post-it note on the bathroom mirror saying something nice about them. That's deep-rooted in like complimenting their personality or thanking them for something they did. Put the post-it note on the bathroom mirror. Send a text message. Put a note in their backpack, in one of their folders. Guess what? They're gonna feel special that you took the time to acknowledge them individually. One-on-one time, guys. That is another example of how to do it. And quite frankly, it's fast. It's easy and it's crazy powerful. It helps your kiddo feel loved and important. It's amazing. I've done it and I love the results. I highly encourage you to do that. My other one before we leave uh, each other today, take the opportunities of when your kiddo will be most receptive to interacting with you. By that I mean those car rides that I had already mentioned. Bedtimes. Bedtime's a big one in my house. So my kids magically have things to talk about when it's time for bed. And I am smart enough to realize that they are just trying to avoid bedtime. However, I take these moments and I cherish them because my kids are talking to me. They're interacting with me. This is normally the time in my household that I hear about the peer conflicts that happened at school. This is the time that my kids ask me questions. In fact, probably about two to three weeks ago, my one son said, as I was walking out of his room, by the way, to say goodnight, Mom, remember when I heard that uh, I could tell you anything? Remember when you told me that? And I stopped dead in my tracks and half of my brain's like, oh, it is bedtime. This kid needs to go to sleep. And the other end of my brain was thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to tell me something. I'm so excited, right? So in I go in my room, of course, bud, you can tell me anything. And he started talking. So for my kids... Bedtime's the time, man. If they're going to talk, that's where it's at. Ask yourself, in your house, where is it? Is it in the car? Is it at dinner? Is it through a notebook 
that you guys are writing notes back and forth so that you can communicate with your kids? Is it through post-it notes on the bathroom mirror? I don't know. Figure it out. When is the best time that your kid is willing to reach out to you? Figure that out and use it, guys. And use that time to tell them, I love you no matter what. And yes, you can tell me anything. I love you. I love you. I love you. Kids can't hear that enough, guys, right? (laughs) So use those tips that we covered today. Teach them to look around their environment. Teach them to get someone's attention appropriately. Play games with them. Cook with them. Figure out what it is that they like to do and do it with them. Leave them notes. Send them positive text messages. Find that time in the day or the week that they independently show that they're ready to open up to you or even just want to be with you and want your attention. Because guys, just as we started today on the corner, one-on-one time is a game changer for improving your kids' behavior. So get out there, empower yourself to be that game changer and be that brilliant parent that I know you are. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Come and visit us on our other social media platforms, including our fan page found on Facebook, Behavior Corner LLC, and our amazing closed group where even more goodness happens at Raising Kids, Behavior Solutions That Work. And of course, a shout out to Barb is always available at barb at behaviorcorner.com.